0: okay hello welcome to cinema at first sight this is officially the pilot episode if you will um i've never made a podcast before believe it or not so we're just gonna stumble through this together but if you're listening and don't know who i am first of all how did you find this i'm incredibly surprised and flattered uh but i'm annabelle i'm 22 years old i am an avid lover of tv shows and movies currently unemployed stranded in Australia in quarantine I mean that is where I'm from so it's not too bad and I do in fact have access to a microphone and therefore have decided to record my opinions about a number of tv shows and movies this entire podcast is basically going against the world famous advice to not judge a book by its cover and doing the exact opposite my plan is to judge a bunch of tv shows and movies based on my initial impression solely and completely So for TV shows, I'm going to be watching the pilot, and for movies, I'm going to be watching the first half exactly, and then just calling it a day. Because I think that if you can't determine the quality of a show in the first episode or the first half, then it's not good enough. It's too slow a burn, and it's just not worth our time, even though we have a lot more of it in quarantine, so maybe this entire podcast is ill-timed. But nevertheless, I'm going to persevere. I hope to have guests come on in the future, but for now, it's just me, alone, in my room, talking to myself. Sanity is slowly slipping away, but that's okay. For the pilot episode of this podcast, I have chosen to talk about the highly acclaimed show, or well, highly acclaimed by me, Glee. Ryan Murphy's biggest hit, if I do say so myself. Look, Glee may be new to Netflix, but it is definitely not new to me. I would say that Glee shaped my entire childhood. It was my be-all and end-all. I'm literally currently staring at a cardboard cutout of Leah Michelle that I got from the Fox shop in 2014. My room is riddled with Glee memorabilia, and I don't plan on taking it down anytime soon, despite recent controversy. So yeah, the first question that I'm going to be asking myself is, is this a rewatch or is this a first time watch? Obviously, this is a rewatch of the pilot for about the 30th time. The last time I saw the first episode of Glee, I think was about eight, nine months ago, which for me, that's a long dry spell. We're diving in fresh. In terms of basic plot points if you haven't seen the show. In the first episode of Glee, a Spanish teacher, William Schuster, tries to save the dying Glee Club by taking it over, and auditioning a raft of misfits and misunderstood kids, and attempts to recruit a bunch of high school football members to boost the Glee Club's image and popularity, and he almost gets swept up in the world of accounting towards the end of the episode and leaves Glee Club behind, but lo and behold, he decides to stay and stick it out and see what's going to happen with this ragtag team of misfits. Look, it's camp, it's quirky, it's fun, it's a musical comedy, it's everything personally I could ever want from a show. Honestly, looking back, the first episode and spoiler alert, the first season in general of Glee is actually just really good, it's a genuinely good show. It definitely goes downhill, but that's not the point of this podcast. We're solely judging the show from this first episode, so based on that, it's looking pretty good. Now, I wanted to name my favourite slash most exciting slash most pivotal moment, personally and objectively I would say that this is the end when they cover Journey's Don't Stop Believing and Mr. Shu decides not to be an accountant and instead continue coaching the Glee Club. I mean, you can't help but feel uplifted and hopeful at the prospect of what's to come. When those opening da da da's of Don't Stop Believing start playing, my heart starts soaring, I mean, no matter how much of a cynic you are. Even so... Sue, the cheerleading coach who's hellbent on destroying the glee club is standing on the side, not quite cheering them on, but she has a glimmer in her eye which may show a sign of respect or the fact that she's moved, or maybe Jane Lynch is just the queen of emoting. Either way, I think this scene can melt even the coldest of hearts. I've now got written down on my page of notes because yes, I took notes while rewatching this episode. I wanted to pinpoint my least favourite or least exciting slash least pivotal moment, and to be honest, there isn't one. I was about to say I'm not even being biased, I probably am, but I don't have a least favourite moment in the episode, though there are a bunch of small things which really, get my goat, wish were left out. There's a scene in the locker room where Park stands in front of the football team and says, I can sing, and then proceeds to make a fart noise. I know that the joke's supposed to be stupid and highlight, I don't know, like the low intellect of bullies or something, but it was cringe, and I didn't want to have to bear witness to it. The joke sucked. It was terrible. Also, one of my least favourite moments was when Mr. Shue sang Leaving on a Jet Plane. I fully got the nostalgic vibe, I was there for an emotional moment, but I hate the song. This may just be my personal music preference, but... It's terrible. I don't know who could listen to Leaving on a Jet Plane and say, that's a bop. And it also just goes on for ages, like the scene could be about 60 seconds but instead goes for three and a half, dare I say, four minutes. I am about to talk about the rest of the season again, I'm not even sticking to my own podcast theme, but spoiler alert, this is the first of many Mr. Shoe numbers to skip through throughout the next six seasons. There's also another specific line that I really don't like, which I think should be cut out of the episode. It's when Emma is giving Will a pep talk about sticking it out with the Glee Club and not looking to find a career, and Will's retort is, come on, accounting is sexy. Like, ew. I don't want to hear that. Why would a married man, a married teacher with a baby on the way, say this to his female co-worker, especially one who is clearly in love with him? That is not appropriate in a work environment and definitely would not fly in 2020, which is a category that I'm going to come back to later, but for now, I'm going to move on and talk about my favourite characters purely from the pilot episode. I mean, all of the characters in Glee are basically just the Google search result for teen movie stereotype, but the show and Ryan Murphy are very much aware of this, and I think that if you have self-awareness and also a sense of self-deprecation, you can get away with a lot, at least in my book. One of my favourite characters? Hands down, Sue Sylvester. She's the leader of the cheerleading squad, hates the Glee Club, she kind of represents all of the cynical people watching who hate show choir and musical theatre, which is why I think Glee did a really good job of catering to all kinds of people. Sue sees the Glee Club as a threat, who are also vying for some of the school's money, which means that the cheerleading budget is potentially at risk. And she's also threatened by the fact that Will Schuster is trying to poach some of the kids from her team, so I fully understand where her hatred and animosity is coming from. And god, she has some killer one-liners. Plus, Jane Lynch is absolutely everything. She's just everything you could ever want from an actress. Comedic timing, absolutely impeccable often dry and deadpan delivery, hits every time. Plus, she's also really able to emote in emotional scenes. You only see glimpses of this in the pilot, like I was saying before when she's standing to the side in Don't Stop Believing, you just kind of see like a vague recognition of the fact that these kids are talented. But throughout the series, God, she delivers some tear-jerking lines. The range of this woman, oh my God. But again, back to the pilot. Some of my favourite Sue lines include talk of waterboarding and HIV. And now, another one of my favourite characters from the pilot is Rachel Berry. I know, it's controversial, and anyone who knows me knows that I've been a long-time Rachel Berry stan. However, I tried my absolute hardest to not let my bias skew my opinion, and still, Rachel really holds up. Obviously, she's highly driven. Yes, she's obnoxious. Yes, she's the complete and utter embodiment of a stereotypical musical theatre kid. But from the perspective of a viewer, Rachel Berry is good content. Would I want to be a fellow student in school with her? Definitely not. But you can tell that Leah Michelle is just having a field day with this role. Also, she delivers some of the most ironic lines, including, there's nothing ironic about show choir, and also refers to herself as the stunning young ingenue that everyone roots for, despite the fact that in earlier scenes she was told to, quote, go get sterilized. The lack of self-awareness in Rachel Berry highlights the abundant self-awareness in the writers and is honestly just really funny, like she's obviously supposed to be a point of comedy. And who are we to tear down a highly talented, driven, young woman in her prime, going after what she wants unapologetically? I'm just gonna put it out there, if you don't like Rachel, then you've been brainwashed by society and the herd. And yes, I stand by that. I don't know if I would say he's one of my favorite characters from this episode, but someone who definitely benefited from a rewatch of the pilot was Kurt. I forgot how much better he was in season 1. He was a lot more cynical and snide and uptight but like in a comedic way. In this episode he was definitely kind of more of a background character, but in the scene where everyone's singing you're the one that I want and he mouths honey, that's comedic gold. He, spoiler alert, just gets so much more annoying in later seasons. But season 1 Kurt was haughty, he was up on his high horse, and I think that's where he should have stayed. Obviously one of the standout characters from the pilot is Finn, R. A. P. Cory Monteith, but Finn's just inherently likable. He's charming and funny and Cory Monteith did a really good job of portraying his like boyish dumbness and naivety in a way which wasn't annoying or over the top but was like endearing and honest and earnest. He's someone you can't help but root for and watching it back that definitely still shone through. And another character who definitely benefited from a rewatch was Mr. Shu. Again, not a favourite, but significantly better in the pilot episode and probably in the rest of the first season. As the show goes on, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone, but you grow to hate him. So it was nice remembering why I once found him to be a good leader at the helm of this glee club. He was kind of charming and nice, and his relationship with the students hadn't crossed over into too weird a territory yet despite the fact that he did stalk Finn in the shower and blackmail him by planting marijuana in his locker, but we'll get to that later. But I miss non-creepy and non-self-righteous and non-supremely annoying Mr. Shu. I also just wanted to give like an actress shout-out to Romy Rosemont, who plays Finn's mom, because she's actually so good. In the pilot episode, you only see her tell Finn to stop drumming in a flashback and then throw a carton of milk at a truck, but she really kills it. She pops off in those moments, and I definitely did not appreciate her talent as a child. Finn's mum was fully not on my radar. But I want to see more of her and more of her story. And finally, a character who is definitely more iconic than I realized as a child is Kenton the football coach. I mean, apparently he's constantly high. He's seen getting weed from Sandy Ryzen. and also seems like a pretty stand-up guy because he's open to Mr. Shu talking to the football team about joining Glee Club when pretty much no one else is. When he asks Emma, how do I get you into my hatchback? That's a great line and I just feel like his character's comedic potential was slept on. He delivers every line so intensely, and it's hilarious, and I am sad that I didn't realize that as a child. Now we're getting to the juicy stuff, my least favorite characters. Number one is probably obviously Terry, Will's wife. Everything about her sucks. She literally tries to squash Will's dreams. She wants him to forget about the Glee Club and solely focus on her and their life together. She does have some great lines though. Like when she's working at the bedding place sheets and things and says that she's on her feet four hours a day three times a week. Amazing. Comedic gold. And Jessalyn Gilsing does a great job of playing her. Like she's so annoying. And I really did not previously appreciate how well she plays the role. One of my problems with her relationship with will though is that i just really don't realistically see their characters ever getting together i guess it's kind of supposed to mirror the relationship between finn and quinn because again i don't really see how they got together in the first place but like why would the head of the glee club have ever got with the head of the cheerleading squad in the 1980s or 90s or whenever they were in school wait definitely the 90s god i'm bad at maths but i just feel like it doesn't track Anyway, moving on to another one of my least favourite characters from the pilot, Mercedes. Spoiler alert, as the show goes on, she definitely gets some emotional depth and becomes quite funny. But in the pilot episode, she's just mean. She's not funny at all. From some of the lines she says you can tell that she is as conceited as Rachel, but for some reason doesn't get any flack for it. She talks about how great she is, but it isn't softened by any form of comedy, whether that be from the character's self-awareness or from their lack of self-awareness. There's just nothing, no form of humour associated with it whatsoever. She's just nasty and sassy for no reason. She does absolutely kill her cover of Respect by Aretha Franklin, though, so we stand a talented Queen. We just wish she had a better personality. Another one of my least favourite characters in the pilot is Quinn, towards the end. Anyone who knows me knows that I absolutely hate Quinn by the time we get to season two. But in the pilot, she's actually kind of a background character, way more so than I remembered. But at the end, she's just snarky and mean for seemingly no reason. So I guess she's one of my least favorites. And finally, another one of my least favorites is Park, which seems very fitting given Mark Salling's personal situation that came to light in recent years. But when I was a youth watching the first episode, I didn't really think either way about Park, but God, he sucks. He says a bunch of stupid jokes and again is mean for no reason. Like shooting Finn with a paintball gun and trying to flip a porta potty with Artie in it. Like, yes, he gets better and gains more redeemable qualities as the show goes on, but in the pilot, he just straight up sucks. I would be instantly dropping him as a friend if I were Finn. The next category I'm going to jump to are what I want to see more of and what I want to see less of based on this pilot episode. So based on the pilot, this is pretty basic and a pretty mainstream opinion, but I want to see more of Rachel and Finn. They're trying to set up some chemistry between them, they have that fun little chat while they're waiting in line at the vocal adrenaline invitational. You can definitely see that there's a flirtation ship beginning to form, and I'm all for that. I also, as I hinted before, want to see more of Sue's one-liners. Everything she says, comedy gold. A cynic's dream. And Sue is what saves Glee in its most cheesy moments. I also want to see some more Mercedes character development. I want to see some depth and, dare I say, actual humour. I definitely also want to see some more vocal adrenaline performances because watching it back, Rehab was amazing, an absolute showstopper. I completely get all of the vocal adrenaline hype. Like imagine if a high school glee club were actually able to perform like that, that's insane. I also want to see more of Quinn. One of the reasons why she was my least favourite was because she wasn't fleshed out and was hardly in it and I want to know why Finn is remotely into her, slash why she's so mean to Rachel on MySpace, telling her to get sterilised, despite the fact that Rachel's seemingly virtually unknown in the school, like why would she actively go after someone who's unpopular? What's going on in Quinn's life, you know? Again with backstory, I want to know about Emma. She does make reference to liking cleanliness and not liking messes in the first episode, but really doesn't expand beyond that, so we have no idea why. And that's kind of a weird carrot to dangle in front of an audience in a pilot episode, and just kind of like a vague character trait to introduce. So I want to know more about that. I also want to know more about Argentina and Tina because, based on the pilot episode, literally who are they? They barely speak, but they're always just there. So what's going on with them? And what would I want to see less of? Definitely fewer Mr. Shoe's sappy musical numbers. Sadly, I don't think that's going to be the case. And I also want less of Rachel's outfit that we see at the end, which literally consists of a Kermit green plaid skirt with yellow leg warmers. What is that? Most of Rachel's outfits I can completely get behind. I get the schoolgirl, librarian, anime pin-up girl look, but that's just ridiculous. A huge no, and I remember having a problem with it when I was 11. And considering when I was 11, I was wearing jeggings from Supre, a Hannah Montana t-shirt, and a denim vest a la Demi Lovato from Sunny with a Chance, me criticizing someone else's fashion is definitely saying something. Now I want to move on to some things that may not have aged well. I wrote down some lines and references that are just outdated now in a funny way. Sue, pretty close to the beginning of the episode, says that she has a phoner, which is a phone interview, and she's like, I'll probably do it on my iPhone. Like, she's bragging about the fact that she has an iPhone. Remember when they were a rarity? And I also just love all of the unironic MySpace references. Mr. Shu at one point is like, there's no joy in these kids. They feel invisible. That's why every one of them has a MySpace page, because that's going to make you more visible. And Rachel also uses MySpace as an excuse for why she isn't currently dating. She says that her MySpace schedule keeps her way too busy to date. And that's just a funny little outdated moment. Honestly, let's petition to bring Myspace back. I was too young for Myspace back in the day, but I would love to go on now and have my alternative phase. Now I've written down some things that haven't aged amazingly, some problematic moments, dare I say, that definitely wouldn't fly now. Glee recently has been getting a lot of flack from people looking back and pointing out how un-PC it is, so I wrote down anything that could potentially be deemed offensive and I'm just gonna talk about how I feel about them and whether or not I think that they're in funny territory or whether they veer into completely offensive territory. So first up, we've got the fact that Sandy Ryerson, the former Glee club leader, was fired for inappropriately touching children. While yeah, that would be highly problematic if it were to occur in real life, I feel like in the glee realm, it's still, you know, in funny territory. It's not saying that teachers should fill with students, so I don't think it's condoning anything bad. Uh, There's obviously the plot point of Mr. Shu stalking a student in the shower and planting weed in their locker. I, again, think this is definitely in funny territory. It's not painting this as a normal go-to move for teachers, but it's funny because it's obviously problematic. So that sense of self-awareness is, again, what saves this moment. What actually really struck me this watch was the way that Glee navigates having a character with a disability who is in a wheelchair There are a bunch of quotes, like at some point Rachel says, Do you have any idea how ridiculous it is to give the lead of sit-down-you're-rocking-the-boat-to-a-boy-in-a-wheelchair? Which is a bit cringe, but I understand it's meant to be a joke. But it continuously gets worse throughout the episode. Principal Figgins at one point says that there are only five kids and that one of them's a cripple, joking that he's not a valid human because he's in a wheelchair. And again, that's a joke that's a bit over the line- and then there's Park straight up locking Artie in a porta potty saying, we've got that wheelchair kit inside, we're gonna flip it. And then Finn's like, isn't that a little dangerous? And Park's like, he's already in a wheelchair. Also, just the fact that Artie is played by an able-bodied person is kind of problematic. So the entire relationship with disability that Glee depicts really would definitely not fly now. I hope that if it were made in 2020 that the role would be given to someone in an actual wheelchair and that maybe jokes wouldn't be made at the expense of non-able-bodied people. I also decided to note any things that I didn't realise until this watch of the episode, At one point Principal Figgins says that it only costs $60 a month to save the Glee Club and honestly that's so funny that Mr. Shue is struggling this much to scram together $60. Like honestly I'm pretty sure I could afford to save the Glee Club and that's really not saying much because I'm currently unemployed. Also just the fact that the school auditorium when not being used for Glee Club is being rented out to Alcoholics Anonymous for their afternoon meetings and Mr. Shue says well if it doesn't work out bars open in the auditorium. That's honestly so funny. Another thing that struck me as weird was at Sheets and Things when Sandy Ryerson offers Mr. Shoe weed. He says, oh, no, 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 I tried it once in college, but Terry and I are trying to get pregnant. Like, literally, so what? That's not going to impact anything. You're not trying to get pregnant, Will. Smoke weed. Chill out. Terry honestly could use some. One of the main things that really stood out to me was the way the costume department decided to do sweat patches. Like, whenever a character sweats on the show, there's just one perfect half circle on their chest and then two little half circles under their armpits. It happens when Mr. Shoe's running and when Finn gets Artie out of the porta potty I can't believe the costume department literally said, this is good enough, and then called it a day. Like, surely Fox had a relatively big budget. Another little funny moment is when Mr. Hsu and Emma are at the Invitational at Carmel High. I can't believe that they sit down and have a PB&J on a field trip. Like, two grown adults have that for lunch. And then Mr. Hsu says, it's like the best I've ever had. How good can peanut butter and jam on two pieces of white bread be? And how could one PB&J be exponentially better than another? I don't understand. Another question I have is why is there a full steel drum band playing outside Carmel High when they leave the Invitational and also why are Puck and the entire football team deciding to trek it to another high school on a Saturday just so that they can shoot Finn with a paintball gun? Surely they could go to his house or wait until Monday or find some other more convenient form of revenge. I also find it super funny that at the end of the episode, when Mr. Shu's about to leave the Glee Club to go pursue his career in accounting, he says, I have loved being your teacher. He's literally been their teacher for a week max. But saying that, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't get emotional. This is going to sound so stupid, but it really hit me this time around that the names Quinn and Finn rhyme. Like, mentally, I'm sure I knew that, but oh my god. This is a move that I wouldn't be surprised if Season 3 Glee pulled, or even Season 2, but I can't believe in the pilot episode the memes were already beginning. Spoiler alert, this is the start of a long line of Glee names that rhyme or are vaguely similar, such as Brian Ryan and Holly Holiday. A line that I never actually noticed before was when Quinn is talking to Finn in front of Rachel at their locker and she says, Christ Crusaders, tonight at five, my house. Like, how many Christian groups does Quinn pioneer? There's this, there's the celibacy club. A queen is busy hustling for the lord. At one point, a little thing that annoys me that I just noticed was that Kurt says, did I miss the election for queen because I didn't vote for you? Like, you literally can't vote for queen, Kurt. That's not how it works. Is it supposed to be ironic? Ryan Murphy let me know. Something I never noticed before was at the end when Finn decides to get the band back together and perform a cover of Don't Stop Believing. He assigns everyone a job and even makes a reference to finding something for Tina to do because he doesn't know what she's good at but then doesn't give anything to Kurt. And I've just never clocked that before. Internalised homophobia, open to interpretation. Another thing I noticed is at the end, when Emma and Will have their scheduled career counselling session, she is literally just showing him a video of himself from 15 years ago in the staff room. Like, this is the best that a qualified counsellor can come up with. Also, side note, realistically, who let this woman be a counsellor? Another thing that's been annoying me, honestly, for years is at the end, when Mr. Hsu comes back and decides to take on the Glee Club again, he says, Rachel, you need to hit the ones and the fives. Like, what does that mean? Is it a singing thing? Is it a dancing thing? I've done both and I still don't understand it, so if anyone has any idea what he's talking about, please personally let me know. And the final thing that I noticed for the first time is that there are a lot of handheld camera moments. This definitely does not continue for the rest of the series, but I kind of like it. It's less polished and more raw, and it kind of is just a metaphor for how the show was early on, before it became a highly stylized, big-budget Ryan Murphy extravaganza. It's stripped back, it's less produced, and that is absolutely why season one is my favorite season. I also just wrote down some small funny touches that I have noticed before, but really appreciate being in there. When Mr. Shu was blackmailing Finn to join the glee club after planting weed in his locker, there's a zoom in on a poster in the background that says Priority 1, help the kids, which I just think is really funny. And also there's a poster above the shredder saying you must be trained by Ken Tanaka to use this shredder. Like, why would a football coach have the authority to train someone to use a shredder? I don't know, but another reason why we have to love Ken Tanaka. Now, based on the pilot episode, I am going to slot Glee into a category of viewing. The three that I have set up are trash, meaning that the show is genuinely bad, treasure, meaning that the show is really good, or guilty pleasure, meaning that it's kind of trashy, but I'm into it. Based on the pilot episode, honestly, without bias, I am going to put Glee in the treasure category. It is a genuinely good show at the beginning. I know it definitely becomes a guilty pleasure down the track, because I've seen every single episode many, many a time, but it starts off really strong. And if you haven't seen Glee and are just starting out now, I am so sorry but it definitely goes downhill. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it. I also thought it would be handy to evaluate who I can watch the show with and where I can watch it and who I would not watch it with. Basically the least and most ideal viewing circumstances for the show. Glee, based on the pilot episode, has quite a broad viewing audience. 100% I would watch it with my friends. I would also definitely watch it with my family because there are raunchy jokes, but nothing that is too raunchy. So, therefore, it would work with a younger audience as well because a lot of the jokes that are considered inappropriate are dialogue based and would definitely go over kids' heads. In this episode, spoiler alert episode two, not so much, but based on the pilot, it's kind of a show for everyone. And the final question I'm asking myself is would I keep going with the season rest of the film? Absolutely. 100%. It's funny, it's self-deprecating, there are moments of cynicism to cut through the fact that it's a musical, and it's self-aware, and honestly just a lot of fun. So overall, I'm going to give Glee, based on the pilot episode, a 4.5 out of 5. It's a strong pilot, and definitely benefits from judging a book by its cover. And just like that, we've got through all of my notes. I have milked everything I possibly can from the pilot episode of Glee. So this has been Cinema at First Sight. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got to the end, I'm incredibly impressed. I don't think I would have. What am I going to review next? Honestly, you tell me. I have no idea. But I'm going to keep hitting the Netflix hard and I will be back with some form of content in the near future. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you next time. Bye.